AJ McCall dropped the mic on moving. So if you heard a couple of shows this week, my brother was in town because he's moving cross country. He's moving to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, it's come up in the shows a few times, but especially a couple of the early Drop the Mic podcasts. McCall and I have not been shy about talking about big moves we've made within our lives. And so with my brother driving through on a way of, uh, of a cross country move, he's going from Atlanta to Las Vegas. Kind of got us talking about that again and talking about the importance of that. And I suppose this is the part where I put the asterisks in that I have family members and friends I'm going to talk about. I love them to death. Just because one thing works for me doesn't mean it works for everybody else. And right. I'm going to put this in because I think the general census I get, and correct me if I'm wrong, recalls that a lot of people in Utah don't really wander too far away from where they grow up. I mean, not for the most part. I think that's that's pretty common to just stay remotely I don't know remote I guess because like me right now I'm in Logan and you know I grew up in Tremont and all of that good stuff so I feel like that's something that's pretty pretty common to just stay within certain region of where you grew up I grabbed a couple of statistics here to to work off of when we get into our own moves here. So the typical American lives only 18 miles from moms from an article from December 23rd oh, of dang. 2015. Dang. That's and interesting. I, I have another one. It's a post. It's a Reddit post, but it was from Reddit. an article. Good old Reddit. Uh, that they had a discussion on. It says the average American, 40% of Americans never move from their hometown. Weird. And so... Statistics can be used to paint any picture depending on how you stretch them, I suppose. Those are a couple ones that I, I dug up for this podcast specifically. And to me, it, it is something that rings true. So I, I talk about all the time, my my friends, I have a core group of three other friends. There's four of us. My hometown is Lafayette, Indiana. As of right now, two of them live there, have lived there their whole lives, technically. I think Andrew's born out of there, but he's lived there since like early elementary school mm-hmm. and my other one the third friend is now two hours away it's like not even 120 miles from his hometown living where his wife's mom is they moved up to be closer to her so for me and i can go even a step further my dad born and raised lafayette lafayette uh my mom i think is a, was originally born in california her my grandpa moved to lafayette she lived in a town about 75 miles away when I was in middle school up until about five years ago, I think is what it was. Mm-hmm. 75 miles away, now back in my hometown, still in my hometown, bought a house in my hometown. So a lot of the people closest to me have not ventured far away from my hometown. Well, as I said, my brother, I've lived in New Mexico, which I'll get into, and now Utah. My brother was in Atlanta and then went from Atlanta to now Vegas. And so it's those statistics you may turn your nose up at. But for me personally, they ring true. I don't know if McCall, it's the same case for you. I mean, for the most part, if I relate around me, my mom, she ended up, she was born in Brigham or Ogden. I can't remember which one of the, which one she was born in. Uh I think my dad was born in Ogden. My mom was born in Brigham. And then uh, she ended up, Moving, freak, I'm horrible. I don't know my parents, apparently. I'm not sure when my mom was born. Brigham, Ogden, one of those. Not a huge distance between the two. No, it's not. It's like right there. 
But uh, they ended up moving to Berkeley, California, and they lived there for a little bit, and then they moved back to Brigham, and then she ended up uh, just outside of Brigham City, in one of the little little suburbs of the big city that is Brigham City, if you will. AJ's laughing at me. Uh, My dad ended up living in Mundelein, Illinois. Is that right? No idea. I'm Googling it. Never heard of it. And and while you're doing that, I think the point remains, too, you can say that people have... But if you come back, I'm not saying that your experiences outside town don't count, but you come back, it kind of proves the point. You came back to your old stomping grounds. Right. So I can't remember if my dad was born in Illinois or if he was born in Utah. Um, But they moved from Illinois to Utah and lived in Brigham City and... He's lived in Brigham City forever. Right. They I moved to Tremonton, moved to Brigham City. All over Utah. So my dad was actually born in Salt Lake. Got it. So he was born in Salt Lake. They moved to Illinois. Then they moved back to Utah. Got it. So my grandparents born in Salt Lake. They lived in Salt Lake. They met in Salt Lake. They got married in Salt Lake. Okay. It's the same with everybody. I mean, Dustin's parents, same thing. Lived in Ogden. Dustin's mom lives like, I don't know how far away, two miles maybe from where she, well, it's more than that, probably five miles from where she grew up. So she's in, it's the same kind of house. I was going to say, I mean... That was the thing that really, like, because the the, the co- thing that really triggered this conversation for me is over the holiday season, so Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's, when, when we had some time off and went and did some traveling, and people asked, did you go home to see your family? Because, of course, it was my first year in Utah, and I didn't. I didn't see my family at all during any of those seasons. Ashley and I went to places we wanted to go to, and I said that because I, I said, you know, I went to Arizona, Denver, and then Arizona again, and all the, every question I got was to go see family? No. And I got the weirdest look, like it was crazy that I traveled and didn't go to see family. Like, oh my gosh, you went on a vacation? That's really weird. And it's kind of bonkers to me, but I guess it really shouldn't be because, like I said, the closest people around me have followed that similar pattern where they really haven't gone other places. I think there's a statistic out there that says something like the average person will visit, uh, I think it's like nine states in their lifetime, and the average person will live within 60 miles of their hometown for their whole lives. And stats like that blow my mind. I mean, it's crazy. You know, that's the thing is that me, with our house, with us remodeling the house and everything, I'm probably going to be here for the rest of my life. I mean, I plan on it. Right. Just because... It's a big investment. Yeah, I'm remodeling a house. Everything's... All of the money is going to the house. So I'm like, yeah, I'll just live here. Which is fine. I love it. I really do. I'm glad you love it. I'd I'd hate to know that you bought a house and you hated it. I know. Me too. And so the point of this podcast was just to, I think, reflect on and explain our experiences. Because again, it's not, it. what works for one person doesn't work for everybody. And I, I talk about that because my friends have taken different paths. One of my friends is married, has a kid. One of my friends seems like he's getting close to getting married. And, you know, there's two of us who have never even gotten really that close to anywhere near the aisle or walking down it. And so... Like, I don't, to me, I feel like moving, whether it be for college or just to take a job, even just out of state, 
is such, I think, a necessary experience personally, a journey I feel like a lot of people should go on because there's so much comfortable and I don't want to say monotony, but comfortable and and it's it's easy to I think fall into a pattern if you you don't take that chance. Like it's comfortable and you don't I don't know if you really get that experience where it's like okay you're holding on you're holding on now you got to let go and see if you can figure it out on your own. And that was actually the reason I took my first move because I went to college in my hometown. I'd never left my hometown minus small vacations to other places, and so. When I got the opportunity to go to New Mexico, and I pulled this up. So I went from Lafayette, Indiana to Las Cruces, New Mexico. It is approximately 1,440 miles from my home. Mm -hmm. And I made that move in the summer of 2015 for a job. I knew one person there, so that that was lucky. That was at least a little bit of familiarity. It was someone I had worked with before who told me, hey, we have an opening. I think you'd be great here. And so that's why I applied and took the job. But, you know... I. Not surprisingly, I met some of the resistance from some of my family members like, oh, that's a that's a heck of a risk to take that move across country. And yeah, but at the time, I had just turned 26. I had not really, I hadn't lived anywhere else. I had apartments in my hometown for college. I didn't go anywhere else to college, which I think would be the normal de facto, like, I left home. This is me out on my own thing. And so... It, maybe, and ultimately I got fired. And I think that there are family members who view that as, oh, I was right, it was a risk. I, I just don't view it as a risk. I went somewhere else and did radio there and was successful. Uh, I made more money than I was making at the job before. I, I was lucky enough that the deal I signed provided me with living expenses for a while, so financially I feel like I really came out ahead. I I just I did an interview the other day, and I talked about how every time I get a new radio job, I usually leave the last one thinking, ah, I'm doing pretty good. And I get to the new one, I'm like, I'm a moron. I knew nothing. <laughs> so going to New Mexico was huge because I was kind of big for my britches before I got out to New Mexico. And I got out there and I was like, I'm so dumb. I'm so like inexperienced still. And I won an award. I won a radio award in New Mexico. And I went home and 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 I got kind of a big head there. And then I went home, I got fired and I went home and I came out here and I was like, I'm dumb. I knew still <laughs> so little. Oh, I, I'm with you with that. I, I mean, when I got this job here, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm an idiot. I don't know anything. I know nothing. And like I said, I I was fired from that job. And even still, there's very little I would change about my one year in New Mexico experience from work, especially there's, I mean, there are things I could have done better, obviously, but I was miserable there. So it was kind of a, a little bit of a silver lining when I left. But I, there's not too much I would change about that experience. It was really good for me to suffer from that anxiety to get out there and then to realize I can take care of myself. I'm good. Right. I got this. Right. Well, I think that moving is something that is a necessity in life. Being able to get out of your box, your comfort zone, your your safe place to go do other things. Because for me, my move was not as big as AJ's. I ended up moving like 243.9 miles from my hometown. And uh, being in Vernal, side note, is like a completely different world. Vernal is unlike anywhere that I have ever been in my entire life. It's very, it's really hard to explain. It's very kind of snooty, but it's like oil field stuff. So it's like a lot of people that are snooty that are 
living in like trailers and whatever and being super snooty and snotty about things. It's just, it's a very interesting mindset that a lot of people have out there. Don't get me wrong. I met so many great people that were in Vernal, but the overarching thought process is that. It's just very, I'm better than you attitude. And it sucks. It, it just, it was really hard because it's so different. It's so, so different. And there's so many different cultures out there because it's kind of a, Vernal's kind of a melting pot. It, you gather a whole bunch of people because it is oil field. And so there's so many different people that are there, but I learned so much by living in Vernal. I could not have learned it just by living at home. And I moved in with Dustin. That's what ended up happening. That's why I went to Vernal is because Dustin lived out there and driving for him every weekend sucked. And um, I didn't want to drive either. And so I was like, what the heck? Let's just let's just move in together. So we ended up going out there and adventuring and everything was great out there. You know, I just I tried so much new stuff. I tried so many new things. We ended up hiking a lot. We spent a lot of time outdoors. I shot my first gun. I went fishing and it's stuff that I never thought that I would have liked and I am so thankful for the for living in Vernal it's one of the best things that I have ever done is moved away from home I learned so much I love my mom but I feel like I was coddled my whole life um it was kind of like a a way eye-opening experience I learned so much while I was out there but I spent a lot of that time developing who I actually am. Like that's where I feel like I grew up the most was when I was in Vernal. Because if you would have told me five, six years ago that I would have been shooting a gun and I would have been fishing and I would have been hiking and I would have been doing that kind of stuff, I would have told you that you were crazy. But, you know, I traveled to Guatemala because I went to Vernal. I did all sorts of different things because I moved to Vernal because of the people that I got to associate with and the people that helped me open my eyes a little bit more than just being at home. And it helped me get out of my comfort zone and it helped me love who I am and ultimately helped me get my job here. But I never would have gotten the job here had I not lived in Vernal first. Yeah, well, I'm glad you touched on, I mean, trying all those new things because it was, I went to New Mexico and I love Mexican food, but I'd never had green chilies. delicious. Oh my gosh. It's the easy thing and you get to experience a different, different culture. Because like my hometown is, Indiana's a red state. It it is. I mean, it's super red. But my hometown's a blue city. I mean, even the, even if you take out the college, I think it's still a fairly liberal city. And then you have a college that has a 42,000 student undergrad population. It's a blue city. And so I left that and I went to New Mexico, which is a blue state, but I went to a retirement place, so it's a conservative town. And so, you know, it's that and now I'm here and, you know, it's a very conservative place as well. So it's not something I was unprepared for. And so it's an interesting experience. But even for me, because the fear is what? Everything's going to go terrible. We're going to go out there and everything's going to go terrible. And look at me. I went out there for a job. I got fired and I moved home. I got out of a lease. They were actually really nice about it. That's good. And I moved back home. And to me, that's what I talk about. Because I think college is the prime example of leave home, go on your own, become self-sustaining, sort of. Right. College is so many demands on your time. And you got to do it when you're young because if everything does fall apart, I think you can recover much quickly. I didn't. Oh, it's so much. I easier. wasn't married. You know, I oh. I was 26, so 
radio luckily worked out for me still, but if I went home and had to change things, I, you know, I still had time in my life where I wouldn't feel like I was behind on everything. And, and, and I love my, my parents have been great, especially in this New Mexico situation. But I'm going to use him as a prime example. My dad, my dad has never had a career. In fact, it's something that he always told my brother and I that he really hopes we find as someone who's really struggled going from job to job and hating most of them that we found something we love so that we didn't have to deal with the thing that he did. And even now he's finding himself as he watches my brother, who's got a great job and went to England and Ireland and Scotland for his honeymoon. And my brother and I are planning to go to Italy this year. He's watching us. And I think he's feeling kind of stuck because for so much of his life, it's just been something where he's tried to sort things out and it just hasn't worked and he hasn't necessarily taken the same risk that my brother and I have and so now he I think he looks back a little bit and is left wanting a little bit as he turns 50 he turned 51 this year and so honestly and I think I think my brother was the same way and my brother revolted about a lot against what the things that were similar between me and him early in high school because him and I took a lot of similar paths and he never wanted to be compared to me um that as much as anything is more the reason, especially the older I get, the more I feel the comfort and desire to take risks because I look at the people around me. And again, that's what makes them happy. And I, I don't want it to sound like I'm bashing because I'm not. That made them happy. Wouldn't make me happy. I know I would be miserable in that situation. So that's what inspires me to do this because you, you get a taste for it. I promise you, and I think McCall would attest, even with her being more settled where she is than I am, when it works, you get a taste for it, and it's a great experience that you would never change, even the things that go bad, and you just feel more bold and more impassioned to do, I think, things more, I don't want to say crazy things, but take some more risks that maybe you wouldn't have before. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I had people try to talk to me on New Mexico, it didn't work. I come back. I had people try to tell me maybe you should just not do radio anymore and you should try and get something else. After I, you know, I was unemployed for seven months. I had unemployed for six months and it ran out. And for a month, I wasn't making any money. And I was convinced I was still going to get a radio job. I mean, I had moments too where I was like, I don't. Maybe radio and I are done. Maybe that was just my run already. And I had people trying to tell me maybe you should just radio and you were good. Maybe that's the end of it. And if I had listened, I wouldn't be here. If right. I had gotten scared about moving across the country again to another completely new place because Logan's not necessarily Las Cruces and not like Lafayette, wouldn't be here. Wouldn't you know it? Took another chance. Stuck to my guns. Best job I've ever had. Right. You know, and that's that's the one thing is that sometimes, sometimes you, you can't be afraid of change. You can't be afraid of being able to adjust things. You know, there's a quote that's something like, if you're you don't like a situation, leave. You're not a tree. Like you're, you're not stuck there. You know, you, Make you like have a tree and leave leaf, but I, I genuinely believe that, you know, I took a risk when I even applied for this job, when I even came out to the Utah broadcasters associations job fair, when I went out there, I was in a, it was a tough situation. The, the station I was on was a tough, it was a tough situation. And so I applied at another job and ended up having an interview. And I was sure I was a hundred percent certain that I had that position. It was mine. And the interview went well. I was there for three hours. Everything was perfect. And then I never got a phone call. I never got an email. I never got any follow-up text or anything. And so after that, the people that I worked with were kind of 
I don't know, cynical maybe about the fact that I had even thought that I could have done anything in, in Salt Lake, that right. I could even be successful in Salt Lake. So then I started doubting myself because I was like, well, shoot, maybe, maybe they're right. Maybe I'm no good. Maybe I can't figure it out, you know? And I've always been somebody, thank heavens, who has not s- struggled with confidence. I have been, for the most part, very confident individual. Um, shocker, I know. But I was, I was struggling when, when all of it went down. And so I happened to hear an advertisement on the radio when we were out here looking at our house that we ended up buying to remodel and deciding whether or not we were going to put an offer in on it or whether or not we were going to actually buy it. Um, but we were driving home and I just said, you know, I kind of want to go to this job fair and thank heavens for Dustin. He has been the most supportive individual. Seriously, I can't even express how much I love that guy. But he said, so just do it. McCall, this is your dream. This is what you want. Go do it. And thankfully, I ended up talking with Eric here and he ended up getting me in touch with Lynn, our operations manager, and I ended up getting a position and it's been the best job I've ever had. You know, thankfully, Dustin's been willing to move with me. You know, I can't say how many times that I'm I'm so grateful for him because it's like every once in a while I just get like overwhelmed with it because, you know, how many people could say that they moved for their significant other for, you know, thankfully his job was was awesome and lets him work from home, but he didn't have to move for me. He could have said, you know what, you've decided that that's what you want to do. Go. But I'm really thankful for that. But I wouldn't have ever had that had I not chased, had I not looked for things, had I not gone out on a chance, you know, on take uh, took took a risk to go meet some people. Yeah. And I think you can uh, say that things have changed as well from the standpoint of like, I was never terrified of radio, but... I had this desire, I think, at the beginning to want to stay somewhat anonymous while being on air. And so, you know, I don't know if, McCall, you ever had hesitation when you come out and we decided, okay, well, we're going to do a couple of, of different things like whatever we've done on air. iPod Idol, I think, is probably a prime example with all the stuff we do on a regular basis every week. Right. And, you know, that's not something I ever did. I, the craziest, I did the, the Ice Bucket Challenge once in a speedo for a station that I was on. And other than that, I didn't do anything like that. Stunts. They're called stunts, FYI. I didn't do any other stunts. I was just on air and I, I was pretty good. Like I said I won awards and I was in the building considered a pretty good talent. And then you come here and well, I moved to Utah. I moved almost fifteen hundred miles away. Fourteen ninety five is the route that, that I took. Specifically. Uh point three. And so <laughs> <laughs> yes, point three. You're welcome. And so I'm in a, I'm, you know, I'm four states away. Let's do it. Let's do whatever. So, you know, I got here and McCall did it this year and did a great job. And it was a great experience. Even me on the outside watching and being part of it. It was so fun. Two weeks in, hey, Dancing with Stars is going on. They need someone from the radio station. You want to do it? Again, no stunts ever. Response? Sure. Absolutely. Let's do it. Ton of fun. And that's just kind of what started the ball rolling. And again, I think it's, like I said, when you take those risks, and yeah, some are going to fail. So put yourself in a position, I think, where you can have a fallback and, and know you have trustworthy people around you. But when they work, right, you can do it again. And you may be emboldened to do some other things you wouldn't. And those may work too. And it's been awesome. VFX has 100% been that case for me. I did a whole interview 
earlier this week and talked about it and 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 explained very clearly McCall and I have never been in this situation before but we've had this kind of success and so we're going to work hard and enjoy the ride. Right. Well, my one of my friends actually from Vernal that is in radio said, "Isn't it cool that you can actually get away with doing stunts like this?" And I was like, "We could too here." That's the thing is that we've never really had I don't know. I feel like you and I both when we went to the conference in Atlanta, it was like dude, let's do this. Yeah. Let's get stunting. Let's do things where we smash pies in people's faces and AJ proposes to people. And so cold. it was so cold. I felt so bad for him because my hands were frozen. But, you know, this is the thing is that you can't ever know if you don't try it. You can't ever, you can't ever know if you're going to succeed if you don't try it. You know, there's no possibility. And so it, it's something that's so cool that, Moving has given me the opportunity to try new things and to find out that I freaking love stunting. I think it's so fun. Yeah, because according to everybody, you never lose iPod Idol. Exactly. So that no, I don't I mean, have to do it. Just kidding. I, <laughs> I, I agree. Like I said, I have family members that I don't think have ever really taken these kinds of risks. And I think not coincidentally enough, they're some of the most miserable family members I have. Yeah. And on, on that same note... You know, I had I had a friend who told me when I accepted a job to Utah and I moved and got out here safely and I let him know, hey, I'm out here safe. And he texted me and said, I've always been amazed that you have had the courage to follow your dreams without, you know, ever questioning it. Yeah. And to me, it wasn't ever a question. I mean, you know, New Mexico, it was a logical thing. Better job. Yes. More money. Yes. Something different. I want to try and succeed outside my hometown. Yeah, I mean, and that's why I, I, the interview I talked about earlier this week, I did. The guy talked about the reason why he wanted to work with me and wants to work with McCall is because he could tell we don't settle. No. One of the things that immediately, I think, uh, combined McCall and I or bonded McCall and I, and I think it's the reason why, you know, producer Butters has been immediately on board with us is knew that we. We're going to work hard. We weren't going to say, we want to do this. And then when it didn't happen, we were just like, ah, well, we give up. Oh, we can't do this anymore. No. No, We were going to say, this is what we want to do. And we're going to do This is how we're going to succeed. This is what we're going to do. And we're going to figure out a way to do it. You can either help or we're going to figure it out on our own. And so I think it's no surprise that when we tell you, you know, that's why you got to take these chances. That's that's where it's coming from. Right. And, you know, that's the one thing with with us is that if we don't succeed with something we're like okay how can we readjust it and and change you know we can we can tweak stuff and change it just a little bit to make sure that it that it works and i mean sometimes things don't work and we're like okay that idea is trash we'll throw that one away but you know it's not gonna stop us from doing the next idea absolutely not because you've got to take your chances you've got to You've got to do things to progress yourself as an individual, to grow yourself spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, all of it. You've got to do things that are going to put you in a position where you can grow. If you know that going through that door is going to give you the opportunity to grow immensely because you're going to go meet new people or if you want to go to this conference because... You're going to meet new people who are going to help you grow. You need to do it. You need to do whatever you can to make sure that you are growing. It's a it's something that I feel like I crave personally. I crave growth. I crave progression. I crave constant moving forward. And don't don't get me wrong. Every once in a while when you stumble, you stumble, you fall back a little bit. But you get up and you just keep going. If maybe moving wasn't the best idea, that's okay. Change. Do something to change your situation. 
I mean, I in complete agreement. I think another example is we we mention the conference all the time. If you've listened to us for any slightly extended period, you've heard us reference the Atlantic Conference we were lucky enough to go to. Changed my life. And the reason why we went is because we went to our owner and said, we want to go to this. We want to be great. This is going to help us be great. And and I, I've been in situations too where I'm terrified to talk to the higher-ups, whether it's the owner, the general manager, whatever. And I think that you can't be because I think as long as you're a straight shooter and I... You know, Kent's a great guy, and I think that's one one of his best traits. You're honest with him; he will listen to you. Yep. And that's you why just I think be straightforward. We, that's why we got to go because we said, "Here it is. We want to go to this. It's going to make us better. This is investment in the station, but we want to show you that we want to be great, and so we want to go to this because it's going to make us great." Yep. That's what we did, and that's what happened. And I think, knock on wood, and been told yet, <laughs> we're going to get to go again this year. If you cursed it, I swear. Yeah, if we don't get to go, it's my fault. Yep. Mark it now. I'm fighting you. March 9th, drop the mic podcast. AJ Jinx, the fact that we get to go to another conference. How dare you? But that's the other thing, too. And, and let me take a second here to address something else in the room. When you have success, because that's kind of what the, it's, it, it's about moving, because I think that McCall and I would both agree we're here at VFX because we both took a big move, and it's paid off, and, and we would encourage all those to do it. There's going to be negatives in a lot of them. I mean, my New Mexico thing, you can. I would tell you that I thought it was still a great opportunity and right. a great thing. It blew up, whatever. Now, you, if you're listening to your fan, you know, everybody loves AJ McCall. It's not true, actually. There are people, people who, are, don't like us. who are very much not a fan of ours. And people don't like us. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Some people are not going to like you. But it just is what it is. You got to like you, though. And you my, like you, boo. And my response would also be just from the standpoint of... Let your, and this has always been a policy, it's something else that is why our sales staff, our owner, our program director, our operation manager, and why McCall and I trust each other, the work's going to show who you are. Right, exactly. You can't put in half effort and expect people to actually see or pretend that these people are going to see that you're doing full effort. You cannot pretend to do work. I mean, it's like... When you compare, I'm using makeup references because that's what I know. Oh, good. I'm going to know what she says too, and I'm going to hate it. I know. It's like when you compare using, putting on makeup for 10 minutes versus putting on makeup for for an hour. It's like when you, when you compare. I was in the chair for two hours. Thank you very much. I know, but you know what I mean? You, you've got to compare it. When you put in work for your product, your product is going to look good. When you put in work for the product, you're going to get most of the time your desired outcome or, you know, somewhat similar to the desired outcome if you put in the work for it. If you don't put in the work for it, you're going to get some horrible cat eye that looks like like someone stomped it on your face. Gosh. And I know you're thinking right now, because yes, it's gone on a little bit tangent. How is this associated with moving? Uh, From the standpoint, it's associated with moving from the standpoint of we've been emboldened to do things but i think that the it was the courage to take the risk the confidence to take the risk and then getting here and knowing okay well risk or not you got to put in the work and on top of that you know just keep grinding through it because this job's the best job we ever had right and there's a lot of reasons that that's the case before we got here right but a lot of the reasons why it's the best job we've ever had is because of the things we've put into it as well. Yeah. 
I would say so. The thing that the way that I would associate it with moving is because I didn't learn these things until I moved. These were not things that I learned until I moved at all. I moved to Vernal. I learned this stuff. Yeah. I mean, just look at it. Look at it very, very, very on an um, outside scale for me personally. I moved here, met producer Butters, and I met McCall, considered two of my best friends. I moved here. I have the best job I've ever had. I moved here. I got to go to a conference. I don't know if any other place would have sent me to one. I moved here and I met Ashley. I mean, those are just from super far outside perspective. It worked. Right. It's good. Right. And if for whatever reason tomorrow it's not AJ and McCall anymore, AJ gets fired. I'll How go about ho- don't curse us with that? But okay. <laughs> there, there. Thank you. I get. I'll go home probably, or I'll figure it out. But it, it, even tomorrow, it, it wouldn't be again a failure to me. And, and you maybe you'll take a look at this podcast and go, "Oh, that was ironic." But it wouldn't, because again, I learned so much, and I have been instilled with confidence and courage from these risks. That I would be like, okay, well, I got to find the next one, yep. and I'll be better then because I'll take what I learned here and do it again. Yep, you're you're a hundred percent right because that's exactly exactly the way that I look at it. Like everything you do is teaching you something. Everything you do, you're going to learn something from it, whether it's oh, don't do that again, <laughs> or you know something mind changing and life altering. Who knows what it might be? Who knows? But everything you do makes you learn. Everything you do, if you're trying to grow, you're going to grow. You're going to learn. And I would agree with you. You know, some of the times in Vernal were tough. It was hard. There was a lot of times towards the end of me living there and working at the station. It was hard. It was so hard. I would come home. I would cry. I would just sit on my couch. I'm not an emotional person. If you ask literally anybody like AJ, he laughs at me because I'm not an emotional person. Lack of sentimentality is usually what I go with. Unless you show me dogs and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love them. They're the only pure things on this world. But the, it was hard. Towards the end of it, it just got so hard. And, you. you know, reflecting back on it, obviously with the four years of experience I had there, did I learn as much as I should have? No, but... I learned enough to get my foot in the door and then I come here and then I have the opportunity to grow so much. And AJ and I, uh, honestly, I have not had a better job ever before in my life. That I'm glad you said that because that would be my my biggest, one of my my last point I'm going to make for moving and arguably one of my biggest. I think moving to has given you, given me, and I think it would in general, give you perspective on where you left. Because when you're there and you're inside it, I don't think there's things, you, there's just things you won't see. Like I said, when I was in Lafayette and I was a program director, I thought I was awesome. Then I went to New Mexico and I looked back and I was like, I'm dumb. I knew very little and I'm not yep. good at this. Yep. And I New Mexico, I won, an, I won an award. I won the award for large city on-air personality of the year that wasn't a morning show. And Which is I cool. left New Mexico and uh, God, it was great. And I hated my boss. So, you know, a little bit of it was, oh, this sucks. I'm glad to be gone. They didn't like me. Which we That's a whole other thing. And I got home, and you reflect, and you think, okay, here's what I did wrong. Here's what he was right about. Here's where I was right. Here's what I need to improve on. It's the same thing. Come to Utah. And that was in when I moved home from New Mexico. Now I come to Utah and look back at both both jobs, both New Mexico and Lafayette, and I think, okay, that was dumb. That was dumb. What did I do wrong there that I can do better here in Utah? And it's the same thing. At some point, maybe 
you know, you you can't see things. I think sometimes you're just too close. Right. So when you leave, it gives you, I think, better perspective. It's like you've got on almost rose-colored glasses, but more like more like uh, magnifying glass glasses. Yeah. I was like, what the heck is that called? But like magnifying glass glasses. And as soon as you step out of the situation, you move on to the next one, you can see the big picture. You can see the full story. And whether it's four years down the road or whether it's six months down the road or whether it's the day after, you can actually start to see things and start to realize, okay, well, this little tidbit of information is good for this, and this is good for this. You know, pick up your pieces, and you can progress from there. Yeah, and speaking someone as someone specifically who moved, I moved because of jobs. It's great because networking is always good. Right. Um, not that you know everyone in your hometown, but I feel like it's not necessarily an overstatement to say that if you stay the same place, you kind of know everybody, so it gives you a chance to meet more people, different people. All of the people. And... You also just get, it's another one of the perspective things. Meeting other people at other jobs is what helped me see from my past radio jobs, okay, you're doing this here. That's good. I like that. Yep. This is what I was doing there. I hate that. You know, it's the same thing. So the moral of the story is move, but still listen to VFX like we have listeners in Alabama and Seattle and all those other places. Do that. Yeah. Download our app. Just do that. (laughs) Download the app. Shameless plug right here. Utah's VFX. Also, while you're at it, you can tell your Alexa to to listen to us. You're welcome. Yeah, it just it, it kind of a whole jumble. But I think that McCall would would agree with me. There's that's how it is when you move. There is a jumble. Right. There's emotions. There's anxiety. No matter where you're going, there's hatred because moving sucks. Oh my gosh! Packing just burn all your stuff. I'm doing you a favor now. Let just go burn of it. everything. Start fresh. Seriously, as somebody who's moving right now, who's in the process of moving, continual moving. Oh my gosh! Just sell everything. Throw sell it, it on eBay. Seriously, it's way easier. Pretend that it's a vintage heirloom or something and sell it for way more than it's worth. Then take that money and buy better stuff. Because seriously, I wish I would have done that with my couches. Right now, we tried to fit our couches up the stairs, and guess what? They won't fit upstairs. They cannot go up into the loft because the loft space up the stairs is like 26 inches, and my stupid couches are like 29. Stupid couches. Just cut off three inches. I can't do that. I like them. They're brand new. Why did I buy brand new couches? Mm. I hate myself for this. But it's just... Look at it this way: You're if you're a fan, and if you're not, we're gonna win you over. But if you're a fan, moving got AJ and McCall to VFX. That's right. Here we are. Hello. And not to sound arrogant, like a question earlier this week: Who's the best morning show? That was just a fun show. Yeah, that was by not the, us. By the way, if you took that as well, that's really arrogant. That's not how we. It was supposed to be. It was fun. Nick and Amy. Yeah. Also, producer Butters answers Nick and Amy, Billy Zane and Amy Hill. No. Billy Zane and Amy Lee. Lee, that's what it was. Yeah. They're so great. They're the best. They're better than us. Risk. We did this. I think it's the second, yeah, third podcast Se- was yeah. take a risk. Yeah. Consider this the sequel to it, a more expansive because a part, a big part of the taking the risk was the was us talking about moving and us talking about the things we do on air. Now you know we're. What is it? That see that was probably that was after the conference, so that was probably mid August, maybe early September. So now we're. Five months, six months removed from that half a year. Look at all that we... It, just consider that the sequel to Take a Risk. Yeah. Move. I, Do that. I, I promise you in most situations, because trust your instincts, 
be logical. Yeah. And when you take risks and you put and you do your due diligence, even if it falls apart, I think you'll find that it was a worthwhile chance. And not everything was terrible. There's still positives you take away from it. Yeah. Move. That's what the podcast has been about. Go on an adventure. It was not a straight path from beginning to end. There's a lot of ups and downs and curves. I want you to know if you ever move, there's going to be ups and downs and curves. Just, it is not a straight path. Tears and laughs and all of the tears, all of the laughs, lots of anger sometimes. Not really lots of anger. Lots, there's lots more tears or (laughs) happy tears and laughs than there is anger and sadness for the most part. This has been AJ and McCaw. Drop the mic on moving.